What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Panthers Nation Network. Now, this week we're going to start off with a yearly tradition of all of us getting upset and riled up over pointless Madden rankings of a game that we all say is terrible anyway, but we still get upset when we see our guys put in the middle of the fold. So, Shantisa, I know you're pretty verbal about the Madden rankings, especially at wide receiver. Go off on a little bit and what you were thinking that with that with that position group. I just didn't understand the top 10 at all. It was the, the back half of that top 10, you talk about guys like Terry McLaurin being like a what, 91 overall, Keenan Allen getting a 90, freaking Amari Cooper getting a 90 overall as well. I just did. I, I, from based off of just production, I don't know how you can just clearly put Terry McLaurin over DJ Moore and, the, and them not being the same range. I can see McLaurin being over DJ Moore, but not McLaurin being a 91. Then even Debo Samuel not even making the top ten at all, being being an eighty nine. I mean, and, and I and I understand it's because you know maybe he he's in a traditional wide receiver in the sense of raw running and, and 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 how they use him, but for a guy that literally carried the team to the NFC Championship game, and has been on and and honestly the Forty Nine ers can have two Super Bowl championships right now if they would have just fed him just a little bit more in a couple instances in the playoffs, him being an eighty nine. I, I I can't I can't get with it, I can't get with it, man. I, I'm not I'm not understanding. I'm not understanding the logic they put into this game at this point. I haven't bought the game in like in in about seven years, so it really doesn't matter for me necessarily because ain't like I was going ain't like these boys moving the needle for me either way it goes. But just again another case of Madden getting it wrong, and I'm not really surprised at all. I, I shouldn't be surprised in the slightest. Tyler, what were you thinking about some of the ones? I know one that stuck out to me especially was Kyle Pitts, 87, and the sixth tight end in the league overall. I mean, that to me was just aggressive. Like, I know he came out and had a, a rookie season. I don't think it was anything too, you know, great off the boards, but I feel like they always do. The, especially if you're going to give someone like Kyle Pitts, 87, but then Jamar Chase doesn't crack the top 10 with the season he had, you know, you where does the rookie cap exist and where does it go away for other players? Right, yeah, I'm not as – in tune on how the whole rating system works. But, um, you know, the biggest thing I think is, you know, if I'm playing against the Bengals or playing, you know, against the Falcons, I should feel like um, I, re- I got to stop Jamar Chase, you know, and Jamar Chase was the biggest thing that stood out to me today. And, um, you know, I, I understand, you know, the second year thing, but like you said, with Kyle Pitts um, being very highly ranked and going into his second year, I mean, we know the talents there um, and we'll see that twice um, this year, but, um, yeah, like it is, it is interesting to see, but my biggest thing is like, um, you know, when, if I'm playing against somebody or if I, if I have like, let's say like Jamar Chase on my, on my team, like he should be a consistent, um, impact player. And so, um, you know, I, I think he deserves higher now looking at the rest of the receiver rankings. Um, and just how it, it, what stood out to me was how many highly graded guys there were. Um, and I think that just goes to show the depth at that position in the league right now and the talent um, from, you know, literally each and every team has, has a guy that they, they can bank on at this point, which, you know, you see that in the draft where there's um, receivers down into the day three that end up making a huge impact their rookie year. So, um, you know, as we got, we are, we got DJ, Robbie, um, Terrace, those guys. So um, interesting to see how they stack up um, really in, in going into next year. Now, Jason, I want you to talk a little bit about, especially about DJ Moore. And where do you think this just lack of recognition comes from? 
do you think? I mean, because he's clearly been able to get it done with multiple different quarterbacks. Do you think it's just being in Carolina in that market, and I guess not having some of the splashier plays to show for it, or is it just because he's more of a quieter, you know, has a more a quieter demeanor than most wide receivers? I think it. I think it goes without saying. It's a little bit of all of it, right? Um, you know, he's had subpar at the quarterback level. DJ had a quiet year last year, caught some bad breaks on some injuries. Um, you know, his performance over to over time, if you look at it year over year, he has gotten better. But as a whole, the team hasn't gotten better. I think one of my I'm not a big gamer, but I will say, you know, in, after Shantis mentioned the, the ratings, I kind of took a gloss over, you know, a couple of things that st- you know stood out to me was McLaren out of out of, out of the commanders. Um, you know, I think that that's kind of I get he's a good player, but who does he really have to onto him? Let's be 100 percent honest. Um, giving Devontae Adams the number one, I know why you did it, but Derek Carr is solid, but I don't think Derek Carr stacks up against his old quarterback. You give Amari Cooper, you know, a top 10 rating. He's going to the Browns with a Deshaun Watson that hasn't even been proven over two years. So I think there's some question marks there. But again, I, I take I take Madden ratings with a grain of salt. You know, it's just like you get on the cover, there's a there's the Madden curse, right? So it goes one and the same, but I think DJ, he's got to be more, you know, explosive this year. I think as a team, we're going to be more explosive. So it's going to be interesting to see if he uses this as motivation or not. I mean, I feel like, yeah, they do. I, they, I feel like a lot of players say they don't use the motivation, but I feel like it, it irks at them a little bit, especially if they see, they you know, because it's such a, you know, a nondescript thing that doesn't really carry any weight, but it's almost like the fact that it doesn't carry any weight, I feel like would make them more upset about it. Be like, come on, this is something stupid, but you can't even give me that. Like for Debo, like the Jerry McLaurin thing, I, I and they do this a good amount of times. You know, the players that blow up into the popular culture, or especially on fantasy and their fantasy output, get these higher ratings, and so that's why I can imagine Terry McLaurin getting put up that high. But especially like Amari Cooper after the season he just had, like I feel like output has to do a, has to you know be associated with skill level a little bit, and and to put I mean like Debo to not be in the top ten, but Terry is like, and even Terry this year like his fantasy production wasn't what it was the year prior you know it wasn't the like the break the bank that it was the year beforehand and and i just just look at some of the names they got ranked above dj Moore. i mean i'll I'll list them all adam thielen dk metcalf is understandable chris godwin i can't i can't rock with that and tyler lockett he's these are some of the guys ranked ahead of this is not even mentioning mari cooper keenan allen those types of cats i'm like bro i i just if you if you were put me in if if you had to just ask me who who do i you know, where am I ranking these guys? But I said, I'm DJ Morris for sure a 90. If Tyler Lockett's a 90, Tyler Lockett is a 90. Right over, right above DJ, DK Metcalf. And DJ Moore's definitely a 91. I, I, I you know, if that's how we're going to scale it, I mean, I'm not, I'm just not understanding where the, like, how we, how we give it out these, these ratings, bro. I think that doesn't really, that just doesn't make sense to me. I mean, do, like, do I think DK Metcalf's better than, um, Better than DJ Moore right now, yeah. I I I I'd probably say DK Metcalf. I just just off the of sheer size and ability, I, and I, versatility, I, I, just at that point. Exactly, but Tyler Lockett, I'm not rolling, bro. I I, no. I, 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 I got stopped at a certain point, bro. Like y'all, the, the disrespect, the disrespect at a certain point is wow. I mean, mind you, these are guys that are ranked above Debo as well. Tyler, right? Like, look at Tyler Lockett. I'm gonna say it right now is just Ted Ginn with consistent hands. That's all he is to me. I I, I see him as nothing more. He's a guy that doesn't drop the ball. Ted Ginn would have caught 50% more of the passes that were thrown his way 
he would have gotten this, put up the same amount of output because he was getting thrown to just as much as Tyler Lockett would be getting thrown to with Seattle. He just dropped half the balls that he was throwing his way. And when uh, he, I mean, that, go ahead. that's what, that's all, that's all I'm going to say. So a Tyler Lockett, I ain't going to give, I ain't going to give his flowers to because I, I mean, if before DK Metcalf, who in the world else was Russell Wilson throwing to? Who else was there for him to throw to? <laughs> I mean, I'll give Lockett this. He's been he's he's got a level of consistency with alongside Russell Wilson that I can't just ignore. I mean, even last year he had over eleven hundred yards and eight touchdowns, which is about which is about where a lot of these guys that are in that range are in that eighty nine. They're within that eighty eight to like 90, 90 range. They all had a they all had very similar numbers, and on a, and on average, I mean, the last three seasons Lockett has been a thousand yard receiver. It's just. Let's be very clear, bro. Lock is not a number one on any team. He's not a number one, but I would say you have to give his big playability, right? Lockett's known as a deep threat. Lockett's known that if if Russell was down and out, scrambling out of the pocket, DK was doubled up, Lockett's going to catch that ball, whether it's across the middle, whether it's on a high post, whether it's on a, a, a go route. Lockett was always there, sure hands, will get you to the end zone. So I think a large part of that plays into the numbers. Also, if you look at Madden from a historical standpoint, it really is a popularity contest, right? As you go team to team, you look at from team to team, who are those players that really shine a light in those in those pivotal moments? You cannot go to Seattle and not say Lockett and Metcalf, right? You're not going to not say that. So that's why I, I kind of tip my hat to him. But to your point, I, I don't see him as a number one. I, if you put him on any other team, I don't see him with the same production just because Russell Wilson is Russell Wilson. We can sit here and debate that all day. Now he's got to deal with Drew Locke and maybe a Garoppolo if they pull that off, which I doubt. Maybe, um, I don't even know who their backup is to Drew Locke is, right? Oh, um, Geno Smith. Geno's the starter right now. Drew Locke is still the backup as far as uh, the Seahawks are concerned. Well, however you put it, however you put it, it ain't Russell Wilson. So Lockett is not going to have the same thousand yards. Let's just let's just put that to bed. Yeah, man, and, and, and like it's it's not even just about them. I mean, even if I look at his thousand yard seasons, I mean, his first thousand yard year was twenty nineteen. He had a thousand and fifty seven yards. Like, uh, the next year was a thousand fifty four. It's not like this guy's ballooning with some great numbers. And for the life, I, like I said, I, I can I can understand the level of consistency and him being a guy that's just all is just. Always seem to find a way to get open, but to play it, but to rank him above DK Metcalf, bro. I'm not. I just. I'm just not rolling. I mean, just, I mean, because we're, we're handing out 90s to guys that are essentially number two guys. Because Keenan Allen to me isn't truly even. He is he. Do I think he's the best pure receiver on the Chargers? Yes. But Mike Williams is as I produced him the last couple of seasons. But I would take AJ Brown over both of them. And, and they put AJ Brown at eighty seven. Right, that's what I'm saying. I, I would have taken AJ Brown over both of them. Like that's and, the crazy part. And that's where I don't understand. I mean, like, and that's where, like, because look, the three guys they put at eighty seven right here off the bat: AJ Brown, Brandon Cooks, Jamar Chase. And what average are those three guys in the same kind? Like, it just why, and especially wide receiver to me, because there are so many different ways you can be, you know, good at wide. You can be as a wide receiver. And to your point, Shanti's about the consistency. I would agree with you there, but that's why I think DJ Moore should get that that ninety over him because DJ Moore has been consistent with anyone can be consistent with Russell Wilson. DJ Moore has been consistent with Teddy Bridgewater, you know, freaking Sam oh, Donald. 
yeah, Kyle Allen, Taylor Heineke, like all these guys that wouldn't be starting quarterbacks on and aren't starting quarterbacks anymore. And, and that's where I, I don't understand. I think, and that's why I think either just being purely in Carolina has something to do with it, but then also like maybe his stoic nature. I know that's something DJ Moore's always, you know, been pressed about with DJ Moore's, you know, opening up that dog. And I mean, you see him in some, some plays, but he's not that guy pacing up and down the sideline. At least if he is, they're not showing it, you know, they don't show it in game and in certain, in certain film. I think DJ has to get out of the mindset of being happy to be here and being that dog. Right. To me, I think he plays in a happy to be here kind of mantra. He doesn't show that braggadocious. I'm ready to ball out. Like you put Lockett out there. He's running super routes. He's leaving people, you know, he's leaving people in the dust. DJ kind of, to me, he plays safe. He plays those safe routes. He's consistent with those safe routes. He's dealing with the cars that have been dealt with him. But I think for him to kind of make that breakout stamp, this is my team. I'm the number one. He's got to come out of that happy to be here mantra. Now, Tyler, do we think that stems from where he you know, where he landed on draft day? Or do we think that stems from, especially his rookie season, you know, part of me thinks in the back of his mind, he's still clutching onto the ball with dear life every time he gets out into open field after that, you know, a couple, that three game stretch there, his rookie season. Yeah, you know, with DJ, he's his number one thing has always been the run after catch and his physicality and toughness um, after the catch. But he, like we talked about, he's just a very unassuming guy. And, um, you know, you'd like to think, um, with all the different personalities that have come in and out. And he's been here through, um, you know, the different uh, regimes and a lot of different players, um, even going back to um, some of the old Panther um, greats that, that have, have really departed recently. Um, I think if we were going to see that other side of DJ, it would have came out by now. Um, but, you know, I think it's, um, it's, it's what it's, he's being himself, you know, he, he's a very unassuming guy. And I think there's a place for that in this team, as long as, you know, there's, there's gotta be a good balance between, you know, the guys that are, you know, more proactive, um, when it comes to that, that kind of thing. But, the, you know, I think that's just who DJ is. And, um, if, if that's, what's going to work for him personally, um, you know, you more power to him, but, you know, I, I, you know, I, I think it's with DJ, he, um, we, we all know that the creativity aspect is there with him and the versatility is there when it comes to, you know, getting him the ball in creative ways. And we saw flashes of that early on in his career and, you know, here and there. But now it's um, especially after seeing Debo last year um, using the 49ers, it's like, wow, well, we have a guy that could do something very similar. Um, not even saying he's got to be the full blown running back workload, but hey, work him in, the, in you know, get him in the open field more option. Um, you know, with his speed, his ability to break tackles. Um, he's very, he's someone that's very easy to forget about, especially considering the situation here in, with the Panthers. But um, somebody who I think is underrated by the league, underrated in these ratings, just because of what he can do after the catch and then his ability to compete down and win in multiple ways, which is what I think makes him a, a, um, getting close to a complete receiver. And I, I agree with that. And I think that's like you said, and the scary thing for me is the, if we haven't seen that passion yet, we're not going to, we're, we're just not going to see it. And that's what scares me because I feel like that's the one thing that's holding him back from getting that Smith like production level is Smith. Steve was the same way. You know, he wanted to get the catch and then he wanted to run people over. Hey, but, but it's, yeah. I, I'll say this. 
DJ Moore is on a is on a very elite list of guys at, at by age twenty five to have the amount of receiving yards he has. Yes, I saw this. Randy Moss, Larry Fitz, D Hop, and Mike Evans. Yeah, that's sure. ridiculous. That's Let's ridiculous. Stop, I think we just, we just got. I, I just think we we got to stop back there. Like like the personality thing is just the personality. That's that's that's, that's all the that's, that's all the sizzle, man. What's the where's the substance? And the substance is there. They, well, here's they, the, here's they, the, here's the, all right there. Here's the other side to that. I think you brought up a good point, Shantese. You know, we, we compare him to Smitty, right? So you think about Smitty's personality and what he brought to not only the field, but the locker room. That fieriness of, about him made him like the Panthers' identity. DJ Moore is, to your point, a behind-the-scenes guy who, who really plays it, really kind of copacetic. You know, he had to deal with the late years of Cam Newton. He also had to deal with, you know, the, the the Dante Jacksons of the world who have that big bigger than life personality, he's just not that guy. I just to play the position and to get the recognition, you gotta have you gotta have to have that. Julio Jones was behind the scenes, but on the field, he was all flash and lights. Yeah. Michael Thomas is the same, right? All flash and lights when you get out there. Mike Evans is the same. So for me, he can be the cool guy like a Jarvis Landry, but even you see Juice show up and show out sometimes with his personality he just has to get that and i think that that will bring him much more recognition in this falsetto of being on the Madden Madden but, but as far as production he brought none he's top 10. I would, say, I would i would agree with shanti's there in terms of like and in, in the way you just leveled it up there you know smitty being the face and the identity of the panthers in his his regard if I would rather the Panthers take on the personality of DJ. Just shut the hell up, stay behind the scenes, and perform well in in uh, you know in season. And I'm okay if the team isn't making any splashes. We made too many splashes, and we've said too much. I want This is a quick sidebar, but I don't know if y'all saw this with Fitterer, where he said that they're going to keep making experimental moves until they find their guy at quarterback. They're going to keep making those jumps until they find their guy, and that is what I was scared of hearing and i wanted to hear get y'all's gauge on it real quick well, we ain't never we ain't never gonna have no quarterback man i ain't been ha- i ain't been happy with the quarterback play since 2018 bro it, it, at this point i i come to expect it i mean they haven't found a guy so i i, I, I don't expect anybody to just settle with what we have because you haven't found a guy that can lead you for the next three to four years and until you find it you know you're not a you're, you know you're not a complete team you're not you know you're not a truly competitive team until you have a guy that you can at least trust at quarterback to play multiple seasons for you at this juncture, bro. We've gone, we've gone through. I mean, we just, we, I mean, we, we treat quarterbacks like paper plates here in Carolina. You know, use it once, throw it away. You know, I was like, get, get what you can out of it. I'm not, I'm not upset with it, bro. It, but it, at a point, I just, at a point, I just want stability at that position. Everybody like everybody craves stability, man. Everybody, everybody wants consistency, and that's all I want at the quarterback position. I want something that's going to be consistent, and if it's by God, if it's Baker Mayfield, and let it be Baker. You know, but if, and if it's somebody else, then let it be somebody else. But I, I don't. I, at this point, I don't even know what they're looking for. It seems like the type of quarterback they're looking for is going to be mediocre. Because if I look, if I look at Teddy, Sam, and Baker, they're not all one and the same. But they, but they, they fit a certain mold that I can tell you is never going to win your championship by themselves. Yeah. Well, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me level set this another way. Fitty didn't have, didn't pick Teddy Bridgewater. Fitty didn't pick Sam Donald. Fitty comes from a consistent sort of organization when they got Russell Wilson, when they found a diamond in the rough. 
I think Fiddy's looking for that. I think what Fiddy is trying to say in that quote is, yeah, we're going to keep trying to find our quarterback. I don't think, honestly and truthfully, when they look at it, they know Matt Corral is a work in progress. But I don't think they have any – well, we know they don't have anybody in front of him to get him up to speed the way we, he needs to be brought up to speed. Now, that's McAdoo's job, but it's also that quarterback room. Matt Corral could probably sit in that quarterback room and go, you know what? I can probably outball some of y'all in this room, right? Normally, when you have a quarterback of that, Trey Lance came into San Francisco. He couldn't outball Garoppolo. Uh, Jordan Love up in uh, Green Bay coming in behind Aaron Rodgers. You know you can't outball yeah. Rodgers. You know what I mean? So when you have that level there, that's where you know you've got a dime in the rough that you can work with. You've got somebody in front of you that's going to get you two to three, maybe even four more years so that perfect person can live from. So that's your consistency. That gives you your balance. Fiddy doesn't have that. Fiddy's got to win it now. So, hey, Sam Donald. Yeah, you suck. Bye. Baker Mayfield, we're going to give you a chance, and we're going to see what you've got. We're going to draft Matt Corral because if you look at Matt Corral's body type, he's a prototypical quarterback. He's got some wheels underneath him. He definitely needs some technical uh, work done. He definitely needs some real NFL work done to him to make him that type of a quarterback. But I think, you know, bringing in Baker, we're going to see a little bit more consistency there. We may even get another year out of Baker, and then we can see what we got. Right now, it's 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 uh old maid right now. You're flipping over cars and trying to hope that you know you find the one that's going to work. And I think, I think you know I'm, I'm I've been bashing Corral since the draft. I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt. He wasn't my first pick. We had another pick in mind. We probably should have taken. Um, but we're gonna roll with what we've got right now. But Fiddy's looking for that consistency. And I don't think he meant it, Jack. To your point, I don't think he meant it in a way that oh we're just gonna play Russian roulette until we find it. I think he just. He's trying to say, hey, we're going to keep plugging this hole until we find the one that we need. And hopefully out of the two that we've got, out of the, excuse me, seven we've got in that room, we're going to find two that's going to be our one and two. Yeah, you know, with I didn't see that he said that, but, um, you know, I appreciate that his openness um, with the quarterback situation and, um, you know, ability to admit that, hey, like, we still need to find our guy here. And, you know, from hearing that from a GM where he's not, um, you know, he's not sitting here acting like he just got the biggest steal in the world. Like he knows that there's still a lot of strides to be made in the QB room and that, you know, he's willing to improve and willing to, you know, move off things if things aren't going to go, you know, the way um, they expect it to. So, um, I, you know, I appreciate that as like just a leader from him willing to not be, not just, you know, sit, sit with, um, you know, the move that he made, but he, the willingness to understand that, Hey, like things could change and we don't know how this is going to go. Um, in addition to that, there's also, he said, um, that the quarterback room is going to be a complete open competition, you know, not naming anybody a starter, you know, the Baker is, you know, probably the favorite amongst fans right now. Um, but you know, there is a real, um, battle to be won there and you know it, it, at this point it's anybody's to be had um, especially when we talked about in training camp early on um, somebody gets the hot hand early you know and it wins a, and starts taking reps with the ones early on you know there's no saying that they, they'll flip it out so um, uh, you know I appreciate his openness in a quarterback situation that's very fluid and um, you know somebody somebody still needs to step up as the starter and we know that and there's a couple guys that could do it so um, we'll see how it works but um, you know I, I I see that as like a good sign from Fitter in the media and how he handled this whole entire situation. Yeah, I agree. I think it's that same kind of way too. I just, 
I'm afraid, like what Shanti said, I'm afraid of getting all these plates. I don't want a plate. I want a zoo pal, damn it. I want, give me something nice that I'm excited about that I can use and reuse and keep around. That is what, you know, concerns me more because that's what, like, I, I wanted to be able to take those chances. I just get afraid, you know, how long the line those chances go, you know, and, and hoping for the next thing out there. That's what, that's what concerns me. Um, looking back at these Panthers, at these Madden ratings, I wanted to get back to the other one. Robbie Anderson at an 81. What did we think about that? Because 81 doesn't seem bad for me. It was just, or, or 82, excuse me. 82 doesn't seem far off. It's just some of the people that are put in front of him at 82 is where I get, like, you get guys like Jerry Judy and Marvin Jones Jr., which I wouldn't necessarily say are worse than him, but it feels weird to say those names and say they're better than, than Robbie Anderson and what we got. They had better years than him last year. Last year was a really bad year. Like that's about by rock by any receiver standards, that's a horrible year that Robbie had last year. I think it's been the last two years for Robbie Anderson. I think we wanted the Jets Robbie Anderson, and we just haven't seen him yet. So you're gonna put him behind the Jerry Judy's. Yeah, I mean, in my mind, I mean, I, I would tell you, the first year Robbie was consistent, but he wasn't anything to write home about. Last year was terrible. I I I I I, dis- I disagree with you on that first one because that first that first year was only was his first thousand yard season if I'm not mistaken. I was gonna say it was, and and that was with, and that was the year we had multiple. Now to be fair, that was the year we had multiple for you know people at that gauge. But I thought, like he was at least he he maybe I'll give it he was maybe incons inconsistent I guess like there was a game or two that he wouldn't have been on, but there were when he was on like he was on. I mean I remember that first game the Raiders right out I mean or no. His Raiders out the gate. I was Raiders right, right out the gate. I was like, okay. I mean, I was especially to go into that season being so like uncertain with everything that was going to happen, and then seeing Robbie put that up right at the beginning. That was for me was a sigh, a breath of relief to go, okay, we got someone who could make this. Because I was like, where is Robbie? He hasn't touched the ball all game. First time he touches the game, he touches the ball. It's a t- it's a seventy five yard touchdown. I'm like that for me. That first season. I think was just so hard to gauge in its entirety because after McCaffrey goes down and everything happens and then McCaffrey comes back and we're right on the cusp and we play the, I remember the chiefs game being so like, what in the world is going on? How are we playing this well against the freaking defending champs with a chance to take it? Or I don't know if they're even the defending chance at that point. Um, Oh, they, they were okay. With a, with a chance to take it and, 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 you know, win and just a field goal kick away from that game. Like that season was just so weird to me in its entirety because of everything that happened in that offseason. I remember just being like such an apocalyptic offseason. And then having Robbie there to me, especially when we hadn't had we hadn't had two receivers that had had that much output since Smitty and Musin Muhammad. We hadn't I mean, at all. Like you could argue maybe Kelvin Benjamin and Ted Ginn, but they were never really on at the same time, that rookie season, Ted Ginn didn't really do anything. And and Kelvin Benjamin was on. And then, of course, Kelvin didn't do anything after that when Ted Ginn was. I mean, the most dual wide receiver production we had had at that point was Philly Brown and Ted Ginn in the Cardinals game. That was the last time we had two receivers do something that well in tandem. And it was the first time we had gotten a free agent wide receiver that I actually was excited about in, in quite some time, too. Probably he's got to prove me wrong. He's got to prove me wrong, and I, I, I'm just not, I'm not on the Robbie bandwagon right now. 
Um, I really do. Oh, I mean, no, don't get me wrong. I'm a, I'm 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 sitting in the back seat right now. I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm hanging on the spokes for dear life right now because he's not doing anything in the media to help him out. And now, of course, the obvious elephant in the room is going to be what in the world's going to be that vibe in the locker room as Baker because I feel like Baker's got the balls big enough to come and go. So you don't want me to be your quarterback? You you, you said help. I don't think, bro. I don't, I don't think Baker's in that position, bro. I ain't gonna lie. I, 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 Baker ain't in that position right now, man. That, this mind's not even there. This mind's not even there. Yeah, he's probably for his NFL livelihood right now, bro. He's like, he got a lot of different things, a lot more things to be worried about. Worry about that playbook first, my boy. Yeah. yeah. His chip, his chip, his chip is not with Robbie Anderson. His chip is to prove all the naysayers. Yeah. I mean, if you watch any television in the last two weeks, they're basically saying Baker's not going to be worth the worth, worth the ground he walks on right now. Oh yeah, his chip. His chip is much bigger than Robbie Anderson, and let's be a hundred percent honest. Robbie doesn't even communicate well, so you can take that with how he said it. Yeah. With oh, I woke up the, on the wrong side of the bed that day and didn't have my coffee. You know, that's yeah. that's just who Robbie is, just in general. He's just that enigma in general. Did we ever talk about the the quote, well, the, the statement he gave on I Am Athlete about why he said that, why he said? You know the Baker Mayfield at first. He basically said when I watched the one with um Brandon Marshall and um Shady, Shady McCoy. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. He came out, he came out and he said, you know, he was just speaking off the top of his head. He wasn't thinking about it in the whole grant, you know, in the whole gravity of what he was saying. It was how he was feeling. He was backing up Sam Darnold. Because you know, him and Sam got history. He was backing up his quarterback, kind of like TO crying for Tony Romo. That's that was his cry. For Sam Donald, but it backfired. Yeah, no, it's just right. it was just weird to, to see that defense, especially when he was so outwardly, you know. And I guess you know you can be critical of you know the people you ride with, you know, in season. And and I I don't think it's going to be the biggest chip on bigger shoulder. I do think it still could, you know. I and and Robbie, the good part about Robbie is he is like also just ridiculous enough of a human being where he could go and be like, it was nothing. Like let's you know he could just move right on past it and be fine. And and that's what I hope for because I I you know. I hope that connection bodes well because I, I want to see Robbie have it have it here, but you know DJ McCaffrey are going to be his scapegoat, are going to be you know the safety nets, and he's got the chemistry built in with Higgins. So I'm, I'm afraid yeah. to see, I'm afraid Rashad. to see Robbie fall to the wayside. And Rashad, I mean they rated him as a 73. I think that's a that's a low that's a low side. I think he could get you know I'm really excited to see Corbett and Higgins and Tyler. I want to hear your thought process on the two of them and the built-in connection they already have coming in with Baker. And yeah, that, yeah, do you think those do you think those moves alluded to the fact that we were going to get Baker? I uh, no, I don't think so. Um, and I think going into the draft, there's a lot of uncertainty, uh, even just with um, you know all football fans in general when it comes to the quarterbacks in that draft. Nobody had any idea what was going on. Crowd clearly was our guy, um, and, and you know it happens then. And at that point, um, who knows when making that pick? If Carolina, if we were going to still trade for Baker, or, or if that decision came after we saw Corral um, in OTAs, uh, we just won't know that. But I do think that um, the Baker thing kind of um, was always in the back of their head, but those signings didn't contribute to it. Um, you know, with Higgins, uh, that you know that it's an exciting signing, somebody that's been solid throughout his career and slowly improved his play year in and year out and is now somebody like 
going into the year, if he's your fourth receiver, like you feel pretty good about that. And, you know, if he's a third receiver some weeks based on injuries, based on uh, moving up the depth chart, uh, you feel, feel really good about a guy that can be solid, uh, has played in several different systems um, for different coaches. So he's experienced when it comes to learning a playbook. And um, somebody that can, you know, even step up as a leader in that receiver room. So he's somebody, um, you know, it's not the flashiest signing in the world. Like it, it didn't, you know, take all the headlines. But I think it's um, in this receiver market, somebody who can, um, you know, make an impact for us uh, in the middle of the season when things are looking rough and we need a conversion on third down. Like look for us going to Rashad Higgins. Um, and then so with Corbett, like you talked about, Saul Guard, we built this offensive lineup um, to be at least average at this point in my opinion. So uh, where we go from here um, is all dependent on the quarterback, but I think we've given uh, whoever the quarterback is some of the pieces and there's no denying that the chemistry that Higgins and Baker have built um, is worth something, you know, especially in the NFL where quarterbacks and receivers are bouncing around um, so much that that chemistry is worth something. And uh, maybe it's what can get those two off to a hot start early in camp. I agree with that. I, I agree with that. I feel like, it's just going to be it's it's going to be beneficial for him coming in and having that already off the jump, and I hope that that can bode well for them. I am interested to see it. the NFC South quarterback you know slate has just had a mon monumental turnaround in the last two three years, and I'm wondering. I mean, I, I think I know the answer here, but where do we where where are we ranking the quarterbacks in the NFC South? What what is the one to four list right there? I got a pretty I think it's a pretty cemented answer, but I want to see what y'all are saying. TB number one, Brady one, yep. Uh, number two. See, the second, that, that, that's the end that's that's one. Hey, look, I'll say for a fact, I, Mariota's four. Yeah, that, yeah, that one's without Mariota's it. And, and Jess yeah, Mariota's four. Yeah, yeah, Mariota's four. wriggling around in Charlotte somewhere at the thought of us saying that, but there's no way he's not. Yeah, Mariota's four. Mariota's what you want to do with Winston and I, and we'll say, for instance, Baker, because I'm assuming – that's I'm gonna go Baker. I'm gonna go Baker three. Uh, you go Baker three. Me too. I mean, no Baker two. Okay, James I, three. I, yeah, that, that, that's where I'm at with it too. That's, that's, yeah. Sorry about yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. The one thing though, you got to watch out for Atlanta though. They've been real quiet. Don't be surprised if they grab Cam. I, I just don't be surprised. surprised. Don't be surprised if they don't grab Cam at the last minute. I just because it, it makes so much sense, right? hometown got family in there he's got a business in the area it makes it makes so much sense to me and they need but, juice and they and they need it they need it absolutely because they have nothing else in that offense that excites me other than Kyle Pitts and and one of the cam's best connections on his in his offensive play has been in the tight end position yep, yep. And, and so but the, the thing to me is that especially when a you know when Matt Ryan went out the gate to begin with but then also when they were trying to figure out what to do with Matt Ryan, and what they wanted their offense to be. And they knew Matt Ryan was out the like he was probably gonna be out the door. I mean, I just because I, I would even love, you know, give him let, let Julio come back too. Get Cam and Julio on that team if you can spend the money for him. I just if it hasn't happened by now, I just don't know what they're waiting on, you know? Because Mary, especially when they made the Mariota pick, that means they wanted a more mobile guy who had an arm, you know. And, and to me, I, I just once they picked the Mariota for me, I'm like, okay, that's gotta be the last thing there. Yeah, that's that pretty much, that pretty much uh, did, did it all. Right. I'm not expecting Cam to play on the team this year. Honestly, I'm kind of that shit is kind of already. You know, Shantice, I was thinking about that, but then I, I started looking at like Atlanta, 
I started thinking about the Cowboys at the backup position. I started. At, I started. I hate looking, that. I would start looking at. Um, I mean, Miami at the backup position of Tua because Tua may not last. There's uh, still the most obvious starting position that I would think of in this who? league right now. Who? Pittsburgh. I don't understand how no, in the world. No, that's no. a little dicey. That's Mitch a little Trubisky. Dicey. But they got the they got the homer there though. They got yeah, the homer. Yeah, but is he NFL ready enough? Yes, I, I bet you by week I think he's six or seven. Jones. Yeah, by 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 week six or seven, yeah. you'd be shocked, man. You'd be shocked that you got to think. Most likely, I mean, behind the scenes, and this is totally me, totally me guessing. He was working out with the Steelers, you know, off season, messing oh, yeah. around in the training camps. Like Tomlin and them know what they're getting. He's a homeboy. He's from that area. Seen you know, so they've seen, like yeah, so they've seen this cat. You know, so I, I think there's a little bit more there than we that they're letting on. I don't see him going to Pittsburgh. I don't. I don't see him fitting in that offense. I don't see Tomlin being a fan of his at all. To be hundred percent honest, if anybody, Aaron Rodgers probably would have been the most, the biggest one going up there because him and Tomlin do have a connection and they are friends. And then I could see, I could still see Seattle as well. I could see Tennessee as well. I could see Tennessee off the bat too. Vrabel is not going after Cam. Vrabel does not like Cam at all. So we're not even going to go there with that. One. Yeah, but you just think, if, especially if, if Tannehill's, you know, if they're wavering him and Willis is the guy of their future, someone to back, you know, to and especially if Tannehill won't be the mentor for Willis, if he's going to be outspoken <laughs> about that. True, true. But just, I, that's I'm. A long I'm shot. That's a long I'm shot. leaning more on Chantisa's side, though. I don't. I don't think he's. I don't think he's going to be playing for a team uh, this year. I think it's over, man. I, ain't gonna lie. I, I just, I just, I just don't see it happening for him anymore, man. I think that the the Panthers, unfortunately, the Panthers gig was his last chance, and that was a bad time to take your last shot yeah. in the middle of a season. That shouldn't have been the move. In all honesty, he should, honestly should never. He should never signed. Resign. It see, was great for us story wise, but it just, yeah. realistically, I, it wasn't. That wasn't gonna happen for you. I still just. I think that. I. I don't think that was on him though. I still think they just did him dirty with the way with this utilization. They saw, they had a, a system that worked. We. I think Tepper had a lot to do with it. I think they had a system that worked that first week in Arizona. You play PJ in between the, the red zones. You bring Cam in for the red zone. Let him get the touchdowns. Let him get the fan appreciation behind him slowly build that trust back up. But then, like you were saying, Shantish, you put him in for a full game that next week and start him, there was no there was no reason for that. And I think that was Tepper getting to – because it was Washington. And I agreed you should have let him start for Washington in that game. Let him start for his first game back in Bank of America because he can't pass up the money in the, in, the, in the riding there. You can't pass that up. Take him out after that first drive, though. Cam – I mean, Cam had to know that it wasn't smart for him to start that entire game, but he's never going to – He's never going to admit that. He's competitive, man. He's never going to admit that. And so you got to pull him out, though, and go, okay, you're gonna, you, you, we're going to get you in for the theatrics of this because the people are going to want to see it. It means a lot to you. And that first drive, because of that first drive, if I'm not mistaken, it wasn't horrible. That for, I don't think it, it it led to anything horrible off that first oh, drive. Yeah. I can't remember. So then reaching back to our original point, there one th- there was there's one last lifeline for Cam that I think that could also happen. And I don't think – I don't know the – the likelihood of it, but there's it's one Panthers pipeline that has always existed for anyone about to leave the league or needing a last, you know, last sigh of, of NFL stardom, and that is the Bills. And I can't tell you who their backup quarterback is, 
But if I got to have a backup for Josh Allen, who people have colloquially called uh, a, a different version of Cam Newton is how I'm going to put it, um, then I think that that wouldn't be a horrible fit. I don't even know who their backup quarterback is, to be completely honest. That's facts. I have no idea who their backup is. Tyler? No, I see. I don't. Oh. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I expected you to know it. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, Cam there would be – um, you know, that, you're right on that. That, that would be a, an interesting, and just because of all the guys they brought back in. Um, and you know, I, I was thinking like, you know, a long oh shot, God. the chargers. Um, I would love that. Yeah, yeah I could. I, I would absolutely I love think that. Is it Matt Barkley? It's not Matt Barkley. Uh, yeah. Oh, no, you might be right. It might, or no, no, you see on the Patriots. Is it Matt no, Barkley? Is Matt Barkley in case? I know they like Barkley. Yeah. They do. They do like Barkley, but you got to think. Barkley? You got to think McDermott is – he's got Cam's number pulled up and is just, like, thinking about it. He's like, eh, do I do but it? If, if Allen were to get hurt, yeah, they're definitely calling the game. Oh, that's what I'm saying because if you think about the way that Allen plays his game and the offense they've built around Allen, I mean, we've literally heard that for the last five years is this is it's, – it's, it's Cam who's learned how to throw is what we have heard in terms of his I wouldn't even say that. Is 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 this is the version of this this is the alternate universe where Cam got to a franchise that understood how to put talent around him. Also true. Oh, Cam Newton, Stefan Diggs, are you kidding me? You know what they got? They got Case Keenum and they're talking to Jacoby Brissett. I I did hear that. I forgot about that. Really? They which got Case Keenum and Which is interesting to me because which is interesting to me because now the Browns have created a, which I never thought was going to happen, a worse quarterback situation than the Panthers had last year because now they're paying Baker Mayfield to beat them, not even with the guy they replaced him with and who is it's more than likely going to be Jacoby Brissett playing in that game. So I don't think that deal will, ever, will happen because the Browns can't afford to let it happen. I take that back. Jacoby's going to probably stay with Cleveland because they're going to need him. That's what I'm saying. I, I don't think they can, the Browns can afford like to let Keenum that. Case Keenum is there. Case Keenum is there. Case Keenum is up there. And so, I mean, if, if, if Allen goes down, which, I mean, could easily happen, then I'm calling Cam in a heartbeat. Yeah, I tell people this. I don't know why the same, you know, say this is off topic, but the same allegations were of, you know, people give Lamar Jackson and guys like Cam, they all got hurt by like year four or five. I don't know why nobody's thinking they ain't going to happen to Josh Allen. Like he doesn't run just as much as those other guys. Yeah, you know, I mean, he had 700 yards, six touchdowns last year. All right, I'm telling you right now, he's not gonna stop running because it's too it's too much of a part of a game, too much a part of his game that makes him the type of quarterback that he is, bro. His his legs are just as important as every as 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 some of the other guys we 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 talk about. So because that's what it's it's the same reason that Ryan Tannehill doesn't get it. It's the same reason that Ben Roethlisberger never got it. If whenever he would take his you know giant body past the line of scrimmage it's because they're it, they're the roughnecks at that point they're the you know rough and tumble they're gonna power through it even if ryan Tannehill is flipping sideways like a merry-go-round they're like ah he's fine i mean i've seen ryan Tannehill. i've watched these games i've seen him dive head first into the likes of Jadavian Clowney and these guys head first into the pylon and everyone's like oh yeah that's great look at him look what look what he'll do for his team and he's just one little like Flip, kick thing away from tearing his ACL and being done for, and just being done. Because it's the exact same thing. I was just about to bring that up, Shanti. It's very likely he gets injured with the way he plays. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, and even, this, even Patrick Mahomes doesn't get it. No, he doesn't. He doesn't but Patrick, but, uh, Patrick's gotten smart, though. Patrick's gotten smart, though. You notice 
he goes to that sideline. Was it a high? It wasn't. A, it wasn't a very high bar to have to raise. Yeah, but he goes to that <laughs> sideline quick. Now he doesn't even try it as much. He goes. Ooh, and I'm going right you know what? It was that it was that Buck Super Bowl that did him in. He's like, okay, I can't keep doing this anymore. Yeah, because I'm going to get chased down and running in circles. Shaq Barrett's going to murder me. Yeah, but I will say, Allen is. I mean, tw- 26 years old, bro. This is this is supposed to be his year. It looks it, like it's supposed to be his year. I mean, he's still one of the few teams in the AFC that I would be, you know, scared of. I mean, if it's not the Bills, it's the Chargers or the Bengals. Imagine. That I'm, and I'm, I'm the biggest thing with the Bengals. I'm, I'm looking for that Super Bowl slump. But I love everyone saying, you know, oh, Burrow's going to be back. Burrow's roughly the same age Cam was at that time. Yeah. And, um, and, and he had the same, you know, that that, and then five years down the road, and look where we are now. It's so funny. I I, I love saying when, when after they lost the Super Bowl, I love watching people say, "Oh, he's gonna be back." I'm like, all right, bro. We all like it's that. not as easy as you think. It sounds great in the moment, bro, but he wasn't supposed to be there. It no, was, I, I tell you, the, I'd say it a thousand times they, they were not supposed to be there. I don't no. believe in the Chargers either, though. I, I mean, Justin Herbert is good. I don't believe in the Chargers, know. though. I don't, I don't know. I think they're. I mean, just that. Well, that whole division is going to be just ridiculous. Russell Wilson and, is going to show out this year. You watch what I tell you. Russell Wilson is going to show his everlast, ever loving, you know what off up in Denver. He's going to let everybody know. Life going to be hard. Yeah, the West thought, is going to. You could have, you could have that entire division go to the playoffs. You really could. How oh, yeah. would you guys rank the teams? How do you think it's going to finish? Oh, the West. <laughs> Honestly, I'm going to put the Chiefs at the third. third? Put them at third. Yes, Ooh. I think they fall. Off. I think they. I think they fall Ooh. off. I think I think because I think the Chargers can surprise people if Justin Herbert takes off and the and I'm I'm agreeing with Jason the Broncos with that young roster they have on offensive defense their defense has been sitting for a while it's that offense that needed that spark and they just needed that consistent spark and Teddy Bridgewater took it fairly well in the games that he played well so Russell if Russell Wilson was the last piece they needed I I could see because I wasn't that impressed with the Chiefs this year to be completely honest hey Oakland's tough boy I'm gonna go I'm gonna go I'm gonna go I'm gonna go KC, Las Vegas. I'm gonna give Denver over. I'm gonna give Denver over San Diego. Honestly, I mean, I was was putting the Raiders there at the end of that route of that route because I just think the Chargers needed that time. But because I mean, they had to play. They you know got to playoffs last year, and having Adams come in is only gonna make things better for them. But I think. Adams, Waller, Renfro, like that. Hey, bro, yeah. We don't, we don't, we don't talk about Renfro. That's, we don't talk about him. Hey, look, bro, that ain't number rock beaters, bro. That, 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 that that's straight right. That, those, those are straight route winners. But you're not winning. Oh my god, you know you, you can't see. It's hard to even see Renfro in a one-on-one situation, much less Devontae Adams lineup alongside him. And Renfro's a real slot guy. You know what I'm saying? That's what that's all. That's what he's gonna be at 100 percent of the time. I'm still not gonna give him his flowers. I'm not doing it. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I don't care. I'm not. Do- I can't. My my affiliation does not allow me to hey, give him the credit. I get Clemson. I get Clemson, guys. You got it. You got it. You got it. You got to take that out of your system. Hey, look, guys. man. You want you want to know I knew Renfro was the real deal for real. Go back to the first national championship they got to with Deshaun Watson. He put Michael Fitzpatrick in a blender, boy. He had that. Oh, he had that man. I have never seen. I've never seen anything like that in my life. Gave him that work. Gave him that work. Gave him that work. And I hate, you know, I'm I'm a hate. I'm I'm a bona fide A plus A, bro. You know, I'm a hate on anything, but damn, boy. (laughs) Uh, 
So, all right, Tyler, I want to hear your – because for me, honest to God, I'm thinking about it more and more. It really could go any one of the four ways in my mind. It really it, could. It, it really could. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> Chargers, Raiders, Chiefs, Broncos. See, that's – see, see okay. that one – I switched the Broncos and the Raiders there at that point because I do have – the, the experiment with Russell is going to be tough, but I could easily put like that, that four right there. But I can also see all four of them going to the playoffs. I can see every Absolutely. single one of them. Yeah, well, that seventh spot is possible. You, it's Whatever. the first. I'm. I, there's a division that's going to do it for the first time. I think it would be that division this year. The only thing is with the Raiders is they got they got a new coach, and I got a feeling McDaniel's may fall on his face. But I'm hoping he doesn't this time. But he may fall on his face. Um, yeah. I, I, I just think Russell's got so much to prove, man. I really do. I think he's going to shock the world. Really He's got it's the it's the Brady Manning you know I, I'm bigger than the basically. team and the coach I was with, I it's I can do it. It is me. I can do it. Who's, and, the, who's, the, who's the coach in Denver now? Denver um, Hackett, yeah. Daniel Hackett. Damn. He's new, right, Tyler? Uh, who is he? A, right? What is he a Mountaineer? Sounds like someone from <laughs> friggin' the frontier era. My God, Damn. Revolutionary War general Nathaniel Hackett leads <laughs> Russell Wilson to a Super Bowl. My word. Okay. I can. Uh, I can, and then yeah, the Raiders. I see the Raiders and the, and the Broncos do have that variability, I believe. And the Chargers, it's that age. It's that. But bringing Khalil Mack and J.C. Jackson over there on that defense to already round out to play with what is it? Uh, the. Oh, they did get James. Khalil Mack, didn't they? They did. Yeah, they got Khalil Mack and J.C. Jackson. Oh, I and that's why I'm like, that. like that's that's tough. And you already yeah, have got, the dude from uh, what the brother? Edmund, you, got you got Edmonds. You got Edmonds on that line too, like. Yeah, I didn't. I forgot they got Mac. Okay. Damn. And that's tough. Okay. And their quarterbacks okay. are good too, like. That's tough. That's what I'm saying. And like, I forgot you got about Mike, they got Mac. Yeah. And Austin Eckler, Mike Williams, and Keenan Allen. If Justin Herbert can just keep going on this progression, like he's been, like he's it's, the one variable. But you know what though? See now that you now that you mentioned that, it's hard for me to put to put them anything lower than second. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's tough. I forgot about the Khalil Mack trade. I that's did what I'm saying. About, I did forget about the Khalil Mack addition. And with Casey losing the guys that they've lost, I think Tyreek Hill is going to have a bit more of an impact losing him than they would like to carry on with. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. That's for sure. Because but what was Bosa's injury, though? Was Bosa's injury lower leg? Was he leg or was he upper body? Was it him or Nick that had the injury? That's. I think both of them did, right? Both of them No, you are right. I want to say it was a the the um what was the second one? Yeah, I don't think it was the lower leg. I I okay. don't. If it wasn't I, the lower leg, I'm gonna give. I'm a, I'm I might I might lean towards San Diego. I may lean towards San Diego. I mean, uh, excuse me, LA. I keep calling them San Diego. No, that whole divi- that whole division needs to figure its crap out. My God, <laughs> be in one spot, all right, and stay in the one spot, and you'll be fine. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm not gonna lie. Now, now that you said that, I'll go. <laughs> Give me Chargers. Mm. Give me Denver. Mm. See, see, that's what I'm put, saying. I put, I put it right as last. That's what I'm saying. It's so hard. The other thing wow. with the Raiders is everyone talks about Adams, but they had Chandler Jones to Max Crosby. They sure did. They sure did. Oh, my God. That's right. They sure did. All right, man, one, one of these moves is going to be a bust. Now, I ain't going to lie. Everybody came. <laughs> the one that – the easiest one I think that might be a bust and just because it's like – He's got this is his third team now, and it's been kind of. I could see Khalil Mack maybe being a bust. 
I could because he fell he's off. Old. He's older. He's older. You know and what I mean? And, and this, like, the Bears, you know, wasn't what they were hoping for. You know, that I don't think it fell off the way they wanted to or else he'd still be there. That's the one I could see being maybe a little bit of a bust. But even, even still, you look at the guys that they have on that freaking team. It's just ridiculous. Who's the backup to Eckler? Because Eckler's injury prone. Eckler yeah, is injury a couple other guys. Who's Isaiah Tyler? Spiller. Uh, they drafted a rookie in the fourth uh, round. So I like okay. Spiller. Where did my man go from Pittsburgh, man? Is he still out in uh, Arizona with the hair? Yes. Yes, James Conner. Yeah. But, okay. but then look, you got freaking – I mean, I forgot they got, they got Derwin James back out there at safety. But I love Derwin James. I, I Derwin too. James too. I, and it's just – they just got – and then they got Kenneth Murray Jr. too, who they just drafted last year from freaking – what was it? Uh, Oklahoma. Oklahoma, yeah. So you got Kenneth Murray Jr. And you got, I think, one of the Edmund brothers, if I'm not mistaken. Or I might be wrong there. And then you got Khalil Mack too. Like, my God. I just – I Khalil got to stay healthy. Khalil got to stay healthy, though. Khalil yeah. and Bosa both have to stay healthy. For them well, to be I, health, and you know – a healthy duo of those two, boy, you ain't for a long you day. Yeah, yeah, it's a long day. Uh, it's a long day. And can you imagine if Asante Samuel Jr. takes off, too? But JC, I, I like him, too. Yeah, Asante <laughs> Samuel Jr. is going to be a beast. And they just, you know who else they got? They got Kyle Van Noy, too. They did. Mm-hmm. They hey, picked yeah, up. Yeah, All right. Give me yeah, charges. I've been charging. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. coming number one. That's what I'm Probably saying. They, the moves, because I remember them, other than the Eagles, that made the most like prolific moves this offseason that I had seen out of an organization. And they did, because they got Khalil Mack and J.C. Jackson. Tyler, what was it, within like a week? Yeah, yeah it was the first week. It was, early. Early. It yeah. was, it was like it. a one-two punch right off the right off the back. And also, Chargers got a guy from that I've been watching here since I've been in West Virginia. Letty Brown, they drafted it out of, or they either, I think they signed out of West Virginia, under, undrafted. Yeah. He's a dog too. Okay. He's a dog too. They're running back to to find out that third one. Do we go to LA or do they come to us this year? We go to LA. Damn. We go. I think we go to LA. We we either go to them or the Rams. I can't remember which one we go to, but we I play think, them. I, I think, I think the Rams come to us. The Rams come to us, don't they? The Rams come to us. No, I think we go to the Rams. But Chargers might come to us. Let me check. Okay. Okay. Because I know Denver comes. I know Denver comes to us. That's God, why I let's pray we don't go to L.A. Let's push pray we don't stay in L.A. We just play two games in the same we, stadium week we after do, week. We, we do go to L.A. for the Rams. I and the Chargers. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. We don't want to play the Chargers this year. Oh, we don't play the Chargers. We don't play the Chargers. No, we play, we, we play Denver because uh, Russ and them come come to us. Yes, that's that, horrific little games. I know, man. Go. Russ always come to Carolina want to show out because he's so close to home. Man, what? He be doing us bad, bro. <laughs> we go. We have that Rams game in October. We get then the we get the Bucks the next week, then the Falcons, then the Bengals, Falcons, Ravens, Broncos, Seahawks, Steelers. That's that's what he does. It just gets sticky in the middle of that, that <laughs> schedule, man. It gets so sticky right there. I'm that I'm not. I, now I'm not gonna lie. That first first the, four you can four weeks is four. nice. First of all, we should win those, man. If we yeah. could come out, if we could come out three and one, I'm happy. Yeah, I will be. But too. then we go Cardinals, Cardinals, Niners, Rams, Bucks, 
Falcons, Bengals, Falcons, Ravens, Broncos, Seahawks, Steelers. You know, I'm not even scared of that Niners game, bro. I'm not going to lie to you. Really? I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know about I mean, that one. It's, it's too much of a question mark right now. They, they, With I, who? They don't even, don't, don't, With, yeah, it's too much of a question mark. Because even, even, even if they keep Jimmy, he might not play. Like, bro, they ain't like a quarterback right now, man. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not buying for I'm not, I'm not buying San Francisco right His now. His name is Debo. Yeah, but his name nah, is Debo. I, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going. We don't like anymore. our quarterback. <laughs> yeah, we don't never like our quarterback. That's nothing new, bro. We ain't, we ain't like our quarterback in four years. <laughs> like, uh, at least we're the fans that have liked our quarterback in the last four years. And we have fans that have liked our quarterback in the last twenty-five years. This is very true. That's facts. That's very, very true. No, I've, I been just, seeing, I've been seeing arguments between Panthers fans and Browns fans. It's the funniest thing ever. I'm like, bro, how, how are we both arguing over teams that ain't never won? No, this is insane. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we got, God, I'm sorry. We I just better. this schedule. I just looked at the schedule. And I just got deflated. I got so excited talking about the West for some reason because all of those teams have <laughs> chances, and then I look at our schedule and I'm like, oh wait, we have to play a good amount of these teams. I thought we had, we had got like top five toughest schedules. I think this year. It has to be. I think I mean, we like top five toughest schedules this year. I mean, if you're so. talking teams that went to the playoffs last year, 49ers, Rams, Bucks, Bengals, right? Ra- no, Ravens didn't go, did they? Yeah. No, Ravens right, right, didn't go. They, they didn't go? They lost in the wild card. Did they lost in the wild card. No, no, they, they, they didn't make, you know, uh, Lamar got hurt toward the end and they had That's to right. be playing towards the right. down the stretch. That's right. That's right. But you're still, but they, you're they're playing. Gonna, they're going to be tough, though. And especially at the time we're playing them with. That's- and we're playing them in Baltimore. Yeah, yeah, November game in Baltimore, buddy. We November's when they hit their stride too. All their problems seem to go away in November, and then they repop up in December. It's mm-hmm. just, it's just, it's just that running style, bro. Ain't nobody, ain't, you don't want to see that. No, you don't want to see that late in the year, bro. No, you, your body already beat up by then at that point anyway. And we're gonna, and we're gonna be just drained from having to play the 49ers, Rams, Bucks, and Bengals all leading up to them. And of course, what is the game right before the Ravens? <laughs> it's a mother loving Thursday night game where we host the Falcons. Nah, I, nah, I'm not gonna lie. I hope I hope your cancer letter thing works out because Cam on a Thursday night, Carolina. So I would go, we never play good on Thursday night, bro. And I would. Not, go, that's not where I'm going. <laughs> I would go. I would root for. I would root for Cam to kick the crap out of us on a Thursday night. Are you kidding me? Hey, I can't. No, I can't. Not out of. Out of pure respect, bro, I'm not. I, I would never don an Atlanta Falcons jersey unless it's a Deion Sanders joint. I'm not. I can't wear it. But I'll okay, you in a, a throwback Cam Newton jersey with the one with an Atlanta jersey? Yeah, even if, no, no, that's tough. I, 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 I already had no. to buy a Patriots jersey, bro. And that's that was sickening. That, that was sickening enough. Because, you did that real quick, though. Yeah, I did. I did get that. Real, I, did, I did snap it real quick. It's fine too. It's, it's the red one. Ooh. I know. Pretty, which, but yeah, Panthers I can't, either. I can't get the Atlanta one though. Right, I, I, I stop in division. When can we get to division teams? I won't do it. I won't cross some lines. All right, here's where we're gonna end it off here because I'm needing the Panthers to do something now. All right, because Patriots came back to bringing the throwbacks back. It's gonna look amazing. Falcons released the red helmets. Texans released red helmets out of nowhere. The Bengals released white helmets. Crisp. White striped helmets for their jerseys. And those are going to be the best uniforms since our all-black ones. I need us to release a, a black helmet. We're not going to do it this year. Tepper got other issues going on right now. Yeah, man. He, but see, that's, he, my, he thing. But that's my thing. But that's my thing, though. 
He's searching, grasping for something to excite the fans right now. He's pulling at straws, trying to get anything to get people happy. We're bringing the black helmets out against the Browns. That's when Baker Mayfield sa- starts. And that's, that's what I'm that saying. Yeah. That's that's what I'm saying. You want to excite the fans real quick? What excites fans more than a quick uniform update? Yeah. Tyler, what would you think about that? Yeah, you know we have the versatility to do it. I'm all I'd be all for it. Uh, you know, teams are still bringing it out now, and so it's, it's not too late. Like let's 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 let it let's let it go. They're waiting for these because my dad's. You know, he keeps wanting to do something for the Oilers. I'm like, it's gonna come. They're gonna bring out the Oilers uniforms right before that first Texans game. They're gonna bring it up right then and there. I'm like, we can- gotta do something, man. We got we gotta get a, we gotta make a new uniform so we can get a throwback. We got so I, I've seen some some mock-ups where people have done more of like a Bengals style where you have kind of the stripes still, but it's a bit cleaner. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like that. And now that I'm thinking about it too, Pepper's got to call up Cincinnati. And he's got to swallow his steel, his Pittsburgh pride and say, look at you, you wear the all whites with the white helmets. We'll wear the all blacks with the black helmets. And that's prime. And they'll have to flex that game to primetime TV. Or Just, do all blue with the blue helmet. I like the all blue with the blue helmet. Yeah. See, but that's the thing. I like the silver helmet on the blue uniform, all blue. I think it. that was the only time I liked the silver helmet is when we had it on the all blue. I think it popped. Yeah. Okay. Because you had it, more of the silver stripes because you couldn't use the blue outlines for the stripes anymore. You had to right. do – and so we had that silver outline of the stripes. That's the only time I've liked the silver helmets, really. That's, that silver helmet has never made sense. No. No. What was – Jason, when they came out with the uniforms originally, what was – the like the general reaction to the silver helmets you know honestly carolina was so happy to have a freaking football team they could have walked, they could have walked out there they could have walked out there with the leather helmets and no face masks we would have been in the game it would have, i think we were just so excited just to have a team at that point it really didn't matter but honestly i think too my whole thing was why were we the panthers that was my initial thought when they announced it was like why are we the panthers oh i'm we so got- happy we were yeah, I mean, I mean, I like it now. I'm thinking like back then. I think why weren't we like a, a a grizzly, like a bear or something from the mountains or something like that, right? But it makes sense. It makes because, total sense now. Because when when Charlotte organizations choose a a mascot that has something to do with an animal in the area, they end up going with one of the worst mascots in the history of professional sports, named after one of the worst owners in the in the history of sports, Bob Johnson, and they get a freaking bobcat that's also has to do with nascar for some reason and they put the checkered stripes on a bobcat i before the before the phillies uh what is it gritty grizzy whatever his name is the horrible uh hockey mascot you know the giant amorphous orange blob with long hair there was rufus the coked out bobcat that would (laughs) run around in oakley's and a basketball jersey with a goatee i've never seen a bobcat with a goatee before it was horrific. The Panthers, the Panthers are gonna go. We're gonna be we're gonna be solid this year. Right. I'm still thinking we're gonna be in the wild card playoffs. We're gonna we'll finish playoffs. it out with the word the words of hope from Jonathan Stewart. What do we think overpowered Jonathan Stewart to make us think that to make him think that did you see his tweet where he said I've been overwhelmed with this feeling that the Panthers are gonna surprise at all this year? And Steph Curry was like, it's the only way you can think. And it was cool to see that. It was cool to see yeah. the interaction. Yeah. Yeah, that's great to see, man. I, I mean, I, I mean, I think they're, they're prompt. They're prompt to surprise it. They're, they're prompt to be surprising. I think there's low expectations of everybody on that on the roster. They so how could you not? How could you not be surprising? Yeah, I, exactly. How can you not be? Agreed. Well, we're gonna have to hope for it and, and pray for it and 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 give offerings to Sir Purr and to and to Rufus the Bobcat for 
a good season this year in hopes that we will. But until then, of course, we'll have to keep waiting and keep pounding.